0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May third. Rated PG thirteen.
0: Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Just trying to uh, get used to this
0: cold in Florida. It's weird.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we <laughs> live so close to the Florida-Georgia border that uh, we're getting Georgian weather. Yeah, so. like, uh, why
0: couldn't we live further down south? My family, Yeah.
1: Well, you know, your family originates from this area, and so yeah, most mostly this area in Gainesville. So, unfortunately, it's a little bit colder at this area instead of in the nicer subtropic of the South Florida mm-hmm. area, where you know the only thing I do appreciate about in, in this area, it's it's a little bit more difficult for the hurricanes to reach because they either go up the Gulf Line, up the coastal line of the Atlantic. And it's really hard unless and they do that. if it goes weird, right down
0: the middle, by the time it gets to us, it's, it's basically nothing. It's basically a, a tropical storm.
1: Or if it does the Irma thing, where it starts in the Gulf and then whips back out across us to go to the Atlantic, it's basically either a tropical storm. I think it was still a Category One, wasn't it? Something when like it that. hit us, but you know, because it did that weird little thing, it went in up the Gulf line, dipped out, gained up speed, and then whipped across. I'm like bitch <laughs> that's yeah. that's messed up it's
0: crazy man but this cold weather is just yeah.
1: for the birds yes sir but we got a good one for you today we are gonna do some baseball basketball talk baby let's get it brother yes sir so the records from this last week the heat on top of the eastern conference went three and one the nets two and two bulls one and three bucks three and one Cavs two and one 76ers two and two hornets three and one celtics two and two Raptors 1-3, Wizards 1-3, Knicks 1-3, Hawks 4-0, oh. Pacers 2-2, two two. Pistons 1-4, the Magic went 1-3. Still have yet to reach double digits uh, wins for the Magic. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. We're not going to hammer it on them, though, but just saying. In the Western Conference, the Suns are on top of the conference at 4-0. Oh. This past week, the Warriors 3-2, two. Grizz 2-2, two and two. Jazz 2-3, two three. Mavs 3-1, three Nuggets 2-2, two Wolves 3-1, Lakers and Clippers 2-2, Blazers 3-1, Pelicans 1-2, Kings 0-3, Spurs 1-3, Thunder 0-4, and Rockets went 2-1. And And now your standings in the NBA. Are you ready? Let's do it. Yes, sir. In the Eastern Conference Atlantic Division, you have the Nets at 29-17. The 76ers are 27-19, two games back. The Celtics are 500 at 24-24, six games back. The Raptors are also at 500, but they're 22 and 22, and six games back. The Knicks are 23 and 25, and seven back in the Central Division. The Bulls are on top of that division by a half game smidgen, just a smidge, at 29 and 17. The Bucks are 30 and 19, but that double, that two more losses, is what's costing them over that one win they have, makes them a half game under the Bulls record-wise. The Cavs are 29 and 19, a game back. The Pacers are 17 and 31, 13 back. And the Pistons are 11 and 35, 18 back. In the Southeastern Division, where we basically are at because we have the Heat, the Hawks, and the Magic near us, uh, the Hornets are relatively close, well, closer than the Wizards, so we'll talk about that. <laughs> the Heat are leading the Division at 30 and 17. The Hornets are 26 and 21, four games back. The Wizards are 23 and 24. Seven back. The Hawks are 21 and 25, eight and a half back in the Magic. Like we said, haven't won double digits yet, are nine and 39, and 21 and a half back. Yikes. In the Western Conference, in the Northwest Division, that doesn't make a lot of sense when you have the Thunder in that division. Anyways, you have the Utah Jazz, well, also doesn't make sense, are 30 and 18 leading the division. The Nuggets are 24 and 21, four and a half back. The Timberwolves, basically in the Central Division, but you know, they're in the Western Conference, you know, whatever. 23 and 23, 6 back. The Blazers are 20 and 26, 9 back. And the Thunder. <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> 14 and 33 15 and a half back. In the Pacific Division, you have the Suns are 37 and 9 leading the way. The Warriors are 34 and 13, 3.5 back. The Lakers, surprisingly, are 23 and 24, 14 and a half back. And the Clippers are 23 and 25, 15 back. And the Sacramento Kings are 18-30, 20 games back. In the Southwest Division, the Grizzlies are on top of that division still at 32-17. and 17. The Mavs are right behind them at 27-20 and four games back. The Pelicans are 18-28, 12-and-a-half back. The Spurs are 17-30, 14 back. And the Rockets are 14-33, 17 games back. It's really weird to say the Spurs are thirteen games under five hundred right now. Yeah, it's you know, they they were such a powerhouse for <clears throat> such a long time. They were the epitome of being so good that they were boring at it. Yeah. <laughs> because that's just how they were it's like the Patriots. They were so good, they were boring. Well, they also cheated, but you know, at least the Spurs didn't cheat as far as we know. As but far just, as we know. Just saying, as far as we know. Give Popovich credit. We haven't heard anything about him cheating. Just saying. It was just so good. It was boring as hell. is just, they didn't have anything flashy. It wasn't a flashy player. You know, they called Tim Duncan the big fundamental because that's all he did is fundamental basketball. He could bank shot, um, rebound, pass like a big man. He just, but other than that, he wasn't like a big dunker like Shaq. You know, he had, they had some sharp shooters but they weren't flashy sharpshooters like Curry. So it's just really weird. Yeah. And then now that they suck, it's just like even stranger. Anyways. So let's get to some baseball news before we talk about what's going on on the hardwood. Let's do it. MLB and the Players Union met once again Monday and talks progressed so well that they did agree to meet again yesterday or earlier today. Sorry. It's today's Tuesday. The players agreed to cut some of their requested items, uh, such as lowering the age limit for reaching free agency. They also adjusted their request for lowered revenue shares for small market teams from 100 million to 30 million. The players remained steadfast in a number of their positions Monday, sources said, including raising the minimum salary from 570,500 a year to 775,000 a year, bumping the competitive balance tax threshold from 210 million to 240 million, and instituting a draft lottery among non playoff teams for the first eight picks. Cooper, um, they did meet again, not much really changed from what happened yet, uh, yesterday, but the meetings today still progress well enough that the both sides continue to plan on meeting.
0: So there's progression here now, yes, that means this is getting done. We may not have it done on time, but it'll be done sooner than expected, obviously, Mm because at one point they weren't doing anything, they were just like, Yeah,
1: we, we can't agree to anything, so. See you. All right. So this is good news for both sides, that they're actually working well. They're getting some progress. It's starting to move the needle towards we might get something done. There's some still some big things, obstacles in the way. Um, you know, the draft lottery is going to be interesting because MLB kind of wants to do ML, uh, NBA format, but they're going to want all 14 picks that don't make the playoffs, whereas the players, you know, obviously we saw, I want to do it. Uh, eight playoffs, uh, the first eight picks for non-playoff teams. So I kind of get that, uh, under, you know, that request. You know, the NBA's even made it a little bit more difficult where you had to have one, it only gave the capability of um, three teams really a good shot at getting the first overall pick. You basically had to finish in the bottom three to really get a shot at it. You still had a slight shot at a number one pick, but basically, if you weren't in the top three, your shot was pretty much nil. (laughs) So, I kind of understand. Even the NBA's had to make adjustments. Um, The interesting thing is the revenue shares for small market teams, they're kind of wanting to punish them for not um, acting like big market teams, basically, because they aren't big markets, you know, and they think they got to run on a smaller budget. It's really hard to see that because you're going to end up killing some teams that way because they're not going to be able to handle it. That's going to be the problem. Yeah. You know, I mean, and we're about to talk about here and not this next one part, but the next part after that, Tampa is a small market. Um, They came up with that sister city plan that they're working on because they don't get the revenue outside of what the league brings in every year because they are in that small market they're not in a big media market they're not in a market that gets them a lot of fans in the stands and it's kind of hard so that's why they were working on the sister plan we'll talk about that here in a little bit but you know but also at the same time MLB has got to start figuring out a way to sell its product to want to bring in better sponsorship maybe bigger spending owners in these smaller markets. So that way you can start really working on um, improving your market or in your small market teams, being able to spend closer to what the big, bigger market teams can do.
0: Well, yeah. And the problem is with it is Mm -hmm. like you said, it's kind of like being in a smaller city. You don't really have the, the oomph that other cities do because there's more people.
1: Right. So. And then the other problem is, too, is you're. It's going to be a lot harder for the teams in the southern states to really push through it because in the south, football's king. It's God, then football in
0: this area. Yes. And it's God <laughs> and then college football. Not just football. It's usually college football. NFL even comes second to. Right. to
1: anything. It's college football. Oh, yeah. In the south. And then. Just and then, and then depending on how you look at it, it goes college football, high school football, then maybe you'll get the professionals at that point. Yeah, <laughs> depending on how you feel one way or another about what's going on with the league. But well, we're taking the politics out of it. But it's basically God football in the South. So um, trying to be base, trying to have a strong baseball stronghold is kind of hard. And that's why. That's you, why you know,
0: I think it's so weird. Like I remember when I started, you know, my senior year out here. And they had a baseball team, and I'm like, you guys got baseball out here?
1: What? What? You guys got baseball? (laughs) You know baseball? You know baseball? You know baseball? But, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all comes together. But hopefully soon and in time to at least get spring training relatively started. Um, I still think they're probably not going to get a full spring training in. But if they can at least get a decent amount of time in. Honestly, like I said, spring training, training camp, whatever you want, whatever sport it is, it all really is benef- more beneficial for the younger players who are trying to make the big time. It, for the veterans who are already there, it's just show up, get stretched out, make sure your body's in shape for the season. That's all it is. Yeah. They don't really want to play in any of the really, really playing the spring games. They want to get some batting practice in. Um, the pitchers want to get a couple simulated games in But they don't want to sit there and try to be traveling and moving around and then getting ready to go back to the home site and get ready for the season They'd just rather play as little as possible and just make sure their body's ready to go Whereas the young guys really got to try to show out and want to play as many games as possible So it's kind of going to be a win-lose kind of situation because it's going to be a win for the veterans not have to play as much but it's going to be a lose for the young guys who are trying to make the squad because they don't get as much time to show off. Oh, yeah. All right, so another tidbit from, ML- from Major League Baseball. They have added robot umpires, the balls and strikes system, to the AAA level. They started the system in the 2019 All-Star Game in the Independence League and have slowly been instituting the system at each level since. Of course, the League and Players Union will have to amend the CBA when the league determines it feels the system should be brought into the majors. This would be a possible deciding factor on whether or not the Players Union will agree to have the system implemented on the big stage. And I mean, this deciding factor being at the AAA level. um, Because now it's basically on the heels of the Major League system. So, on the Major League level, I mean. uh, And I'm 50-50 on this. Because I've seen umpires who have terrible strike zones. Um, and they will call, and they seem to sometimes, depending on their attitude with the certain player will determine how they call the balls and strikes at any point in the game too, yeah. where, so I'm kind of okay with it, but at the same time, I kind of enjoy the human error as long as a, a umpire is professional and keep his personal thoughts and feelings of a certain player, whether that be the pitcher, the catcher, he's standing right behind or the batter in the box at the moment. Is kept out of, you know, out of it. But anyways, go ahead.
0: Yeah, man, it's gonna be different to see something like this going on. It's innovative. Mm. It's
1: it's a little creepy, only because you know the robots. But well, it's I mean it's the it, they call it robot umpires, but it's basically a guy in the booth who's keeping track of it electronically of if it hit the actual standard strike zone. Is basically what it is but it also too does this change
0: the game like full-on because like is the strike zone going to be
1: smaller is it going to be about the same or? it's going to be relative to it's going to be like a universal strike zone basically and they'll determine that yeah. however it is the hour they've determined it it's going to be a universal strike zone basically it's definitely innovative it's it's something different and uh it's going to be interesting to see what goes on with this. And it's not going to eliminate the home plate umpire. He still has to be there to do to determine outside home plate, plays at the plate. Um, he's got to be bailed to back up the third base umpire. If the third base umpire has to go somewhere else because he's covering something in the field play, if he has to be able to see a catch out in the outfield. Because as we all know, in the regular season of Major League Baseball, you don't have the outfield umpire. So it, the infield umpires have to be able to Make sure they could see whether or not a play is caught if it's coming close to the ground. So a home plate umpire does have to move closer to third base or first base, depending on where the ball went, to make sure he can see what if there's a play at the back that he has to cover for. So you know it's that. So it's not like it's getting rid of the home plate umpire. It's just going to alleviate his his errors. His errors, basically, when it comes to the strike zone. So that's but like I said, I'm 50-50 because I don't mind the human error. I hate it though when it seems like the umpire is initiating is inputting his feelings or thoughts towards a player into the into the moment of the strike of the at bat. That's what bothers me for the whole game. Depending if it's the pitcher he doesn't like, yeah, or a catcher he doesn't like, <laughs> you know. So that's where that's where it ends up bothering me. Is that point is that the Human error is not, is now intentional, not just, hey, I think it was this. No, I think it's this because I don't like you. <clears throat> or I like him better than I like you. Something like that. No, that's how I feel about it. All right. Moving on. Last bit of baseball news. MLB has Nick's Tampa Bay sister city plan that would see the team split their home games between current home of Tampa Bay and the city of Montreal up in Canada. The team's owner was disappointed, calling the ruling deflating. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred informed Sternberg, the owner of the uh, the Rays, on Tuesday that the group had rejected it. This was actually last Tuesday, not today. Largely because the logistics were too complex and too risky to make a long-term commitment to such a nuanced uh, concept. MLB declined to publicly comment on its decision. Sternberg nevertheless believes partial seasons are going to be the wave of the future in professional sports and that MLB simply didn't want to be the first league to take that step. Asked if he felt betrayed by his fellow owner, Sternberg said, that's a word, that's a word, quote, unquote.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't really know, but I don't care for it. It's like, why why are you trying to split their, their, their games up? Mm-hmm. And not only that, right now with everything going on uh, with COVID, yeah. there's a lot of... Uh, problems with travel and whatnot so this might not it wouldn't have been a good thing right so i mean it is what it is
1: yeah we're at the point in this pandemic where we're not sure what's going to happen because there's a new variant it seems like every couple months and with that as soon as it seems like we're and what's weird is it comes it seems like it comes right when we start laxing all of our restriction movement restricted movements like this is like what the th- I think third or fourth time canada's like limited the r- movement across the u.s canadian border so how are you going to sit there and tell me that's a good idea when you don't even know when you can have a border shutdown between the u.s and canada during this pandemic because this pandemic is far from over apparently because it just seems to be ongoing um though i do like with um, some of the European countries are believing that this may end up just being a thing that we have to deal with every year like we have to deal with the flu. And, you know, that's basically where we're going to get to it at some point, it seems like, at this point. Yeah. But I don't see how they consider the wave of the futures being these partial seasons in one spot and, and then playing the rest of them. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Who's going to want to play half their games in another country for yeah, one it, it just doesn't make sense exactly whether if you are in a technically local local country because you're going up to Canada or down to Mexico over to Puerto Rico you know whatever it, it may be but there's going to be teams are like well you can only have there's only so many cities where baseball might be popular enough to have a show up so now we're going to have to what look at London as a possibility, or we're we gonna have to look at somewhere in South Korea. We're we gonna have to look at Japan, or we're gonna have to look at you know China. It's just, it's just dumb, dude. Yeah, it's, it's dumb. So it, it, it was it's dumb. America's pastime. Keep it in America. The thing that really needs MLB really needs to do needs to look at though is just lowering the games. Too many damn games. One hundred sixty-two is just too much. Much too much. Even if you even if you have that, it's okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't get it. It's just it's crazy. It is. It's just nuts. And I. Don't yeah, they have like back-to-back games sometimes. They
1: they will they'll play up to three, maybe four in a row, depending yeah. on how the you know depending on what they are on the schedule at that point. It's just it's nuts, and it's That's why people deal with so many injuries too, right? So. Especially since you know your season is. Even though it is end of March, basically beginning of April, all the way. But to what's weird is September. You look at this the way the way,
0: you know, baseball is for say a child all the way up till you know, high school into college. You don't have that many games at all. No, you don't. Which is another. And then when you get to the MLB, it's like boom, you're thrusted into it. Right, because at least that's with
1: like football you're gradually going up each time yeah you know Wee or flag you're maybe playing at most 10 games high school is usually 12 ish 10 to 12 depending on the region i think I, I haven't really paid attention to our region but i remember from oregon we played about 10 if you made the playoffs of course you made you played more if you made the playoffs um college, depending on the level, you're playing up to 14. Then in the NFL, you're now you're playing 16, now 17. Yeah. Gradual, each time. In Little League, you're probably, in Little League Baseball, you're playing maybe 30 at most over the summer. High school, probably going to be 40-ish, unless you make the playoffs, of course. Um, college, Is basically about 40 to 50, and then again, if you make the playoffs, it's a little bit more. And then you get to baseball, you have a huge jump. Even if you go into the minors, you're going up towards 100, and then you're going up again into the 110s, and then you're on the 20, and then you're in the 160s. So it just gets crazy. And so there's this big jump, it's not a little jump, it's a big jump, it's a gradual. Even basketball is a little bit gradual. It's not great because once you go from college to and the NBA. as much is, as
0: I love baseball, mm-hmm. I do love baseball. I just don't watch it very often. Well. I don't. Unless your, your team's involved,
1: you're really not going to care. Because there's so many games, it's like, yeah. okay. It's not. And it, the and baseball's not as compelling for outside of who you root for anymore. It's not. And unless you really want to watch your team, you don't really care. Yeah. Unlike football, you can watch anybody because you can get a great game out of nowhere. Take Washington, New York earlier this year. One of the best Thursday night games I've ever seen. I thought it was going to be crap. It was one of the best games I ever saw. I'm like, okay, that's a weird Thursday night game to have pop off like that. Great way to start your year, too. It's, well, for Washington anyways, Giants loss, but <laughs> Yeah. I'm just saying though, it, it's just it's really hard to to wanna watch a game if it's not your team when it comes to baseball. And the way it's coming that way with basketball. You don't really care unless it's the Lakers, if you're a Lakers fan or Celtics fan, or if you're a Nets fan, or whatever. If you if you ain't playing that night, you don't really care. It's very few. I mean, of course, I would love to watch the Warriors and Suns because that's a good battle. I may watch the Nets and Heat because the Heat finally got going, finally. Uh, I might check out a Chicago game if it's not a Laker, if they're not playing the Lakers just because I want to see what Chicago's up to. Other than that, I really don't care if it's not the Lakers. Yeah. So, there you it's go. This is too many games. It is. Whereas football, you can watch any game. Because... All of it's good all the time. Rarely do you get a bad game in the NFL. Unless you're the Jaguars. Well, yeah. Unless you're the Jaguars. Or, <laughs> you know, the Houston Texans, even though they did win a couple surprising games. But still, at the same time, questionable at times. All right. Let's move on to the hardwood. Let's do it. So. We're need a computer. There you go. All right. So Damian Lillard recently had surgery after an abdominal injury flared up that he was suffering from last season and during the Olympics. Lillard, though, plans to take his recovery slow. He has been recently quoted as saying he has no problem with sitting possibly the whole year if the Blazers organization decides to start tanking for a top pick. Then it would not be surprising to see him potentially traded at the trade deadline if, if the team does plan on tanking the rest of the season. Cooper, your thoughts on the Damian Lillard injury situation in Portland?
0: Well, I think Damian Lillard's giving all he can to Portland. Absolutely. And uh, it's time for him to rest, man. hmm You know, get better and then come back. Who cares if you don't come back to the Blazers? You might go back to somebody better. Right. So, you know, maybe, maybe a change of scenery, change of pace would do him good. Mm-hmm. and maybe a, maybe a championship in his future.
1: Definitely understandable, yeah. man. I mean, I would be more than happy to give up Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, basically Carmelo Anthony, anybody on the bench. LeBron want, James. Oh. I'll give you LeBron James just for giving me Damian Lillard just so I can add something to build around. So At least he's in his early 30s. yeah, Not late 30s and he's not injury prone. This is the first major problem he's really had to deal with. And it sounds like he's just trying to be cautious and And take it easy is what you're doing. What are you going to rush back for? Your team sucks. Yeah. What do you rush it back for? If it was a team that was like, hey, you know, you need the surgery, but we're going to do everything in our power to try to at least be close to a playoff team. That way when you get back, we are either still a playoff team or you will help us get us over the hump into the playoffs. But, no. Blazers are not even close. So Yeah, no. Take all the time you need, Lillard. And if you're ready to go, go, bro. Stop staying there. There are plenty of teams. I would love you as a Laker. I would love just to see you go somewhere so you can have a chance at winning. Because you are a dynamo point guard. And you deserve a shot at a title. Be with the Lakers, great. If not, I don't care. Just get the hell out of Portland. I'm tired of it. Yeah, Portland is uh, a... headache. Yeah. I swear. Just go anywhere. Go to Philly. I like you in Philly. I might even buy the jersey. Just guts. Anyways. All right. Last bit of news we got to talk about. The rumor mill has been kicking around the Lakers' organization with the return of Anthony Davis tonight against the Nets and the possibility of the Lakers moving him if he looks healthy. This has been all chatter around Davis. However, there was a recent report, though, that the Rockets could be a willing trade partner if the Lakers were interested in moving Westbrook and taking on John Wall. More than probably will not happen. More than that, I mean, probably will not happen. I mean, as the Lakers won't get, like, draft capital or anything. Like, that it would be basically a uh, straight-up trade, player for player. But the Lakers would be getting someone who is a team player and doesn't overly commit turnovers while the contract's money – would work the contracts money would work mark stein also reported if the trade did happen that the rockers would begin a buyout process for westbrook to make him a free agent cooper this is such good news for me we might get rid of russell westbrook
0: yeah man it, it just didn't plan out quite the way we thought it would and it, it's time to move on um even this whole rumor mill with with Anthony Davis if they if they get
1: rid of him for John Wall, why not? I don't think we're getting rid of him for John Wall. That wouldn't make any sense, honestly. Uh Westbrook for John Wall? I would take that in a heartbeat. I would move I, at this point, I'd move everybody. I'm sick and tired of this. Just whole demolish thing. the whole thing, start over, reboot. Especially if you're going to fire Vogel anyways, then it's t- Just hit the nuke button on the roster and let's start over. Get rid of LeBron. Tell LeBron, we'll put you wherever you want to go. Well, Probably go back to, to Cleveland. I, fine. Go no. back to Cleveland. I don't care. I'll move you to Cleveland if that's what he wants. If he wants to go to Miami, I don't care. If he wants to go to Philly, I don't care. If he wants to be a Brooklyn Net, I don't care. I'm not taking Kyrie. I will not take Kyrie back. <laughs> no, sir. Don't give me that bullshit. Um, I'm just saying, uh, but I'm just saying, if you're gonna go ahead and fire Frank Vogel, then just nuke the roster. Tell LeBron, give me a list of teams that you're okay to be traded to. We'll work on that for you. And you're because basically any and anyways, we're gonna basically get almost nickels on the dollar for whoever for everybody anyways. Might as well just do it and start over because this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It's just bullshit. It's, it's all bullshit. This roster's been built bullshit. You're going to blame it on the coach, which is bullshit. Trading for Westbrook was bullshit. When you could have had Buddy Heald, or you should have said, I want Beal. If you could have got Beal and Westbrook in the trade, I would have been okay with that. But you couldn't do that. You had to get just Westbrook. yeah can't deal with this crap anymore. And then he traded Rondo. What the hell was that? Who trades Rondo? Your better point guard. He traded your better point guard. Yeah. Because he at least doesn't turn the ball over a bunch of times. Oh, Jesus. And he can shoot threes better, which is saying a lot because Rondo sucks at shooting threes. Just saying, that's terrible. Oh my good God, man. They gave me a headache. My own team has to give me a whopping headache. I never thought I'd see the day... That the Lakers organization would be so mismanaged as it has been since the bubble. It's just absolutely insane. Anyways. That was fun. Got my anger. Was it fun? Got my anger out a little bit. Sounds like you need some counseling, brother. I do. Over basketball. Thank God I still got some football left in me. (laughs) Because otherwise I'd be crying right now because right. I have no baseball yet and my freaking basketball team sucks and I don't even know what my college basketball team's doing over there in the freaking Pacific Northwest they're up, they're down, they're up, they're down, they're up, they're down just freaking stay up for a little bit, shit kill it. it's like I'm already looking forward to next football season, that's sad ugh I don't even know if we're going to get baseball. Basketball is pretty much over already because my team can't do shit on the basketball court. And my football team's still in still in it for a freaking Super Bowl, but I'm still already looking forward to next season just because I'm tired of this crap. All right, man, before they start really wondering about me. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back again, of course, with Football Talk. We've got a lot to cover. Holy crap, it was this weekend wild. It wasn't even a wild card weekend. Right. Really? The visual wrap. Uh We got that. Um, we'll have um, uh, AEW talk, of course, coming for you soon. And then don't forget, we preview the Rumble.
0: Yes, baby. Can't wait for this one. It's
1: going to be fun. It is. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. So that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode but be sure to check us out on our social medias.
0: On Facebook at Cooper Big Man.
1: Our Facebook page Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at
0: sportstalk.cooper.bigman
1: Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk, WIT, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.